On this episode of the ElfQuest Show podcast, ElfQuest, the audio movie. Welcome to the ElfQuest Show, the internet's only fan-made podcast series dedicated to the award-winning epic fantasy series ElfQuest, created by Wendy and Richard Peeney. My name is David Mizajewski, also known as my elf self Thornbreak, and I've been an ElfQuest fan for over 30 years. So join me as we explore the adventures of the Wolf Riders and all of their allies and enemies on the world of Two Moons and beyond. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 46 of the ElfQuest Show podcast. Super excited to be back with you guys today. And today is kind of a special episode because it's not about a new issue of ElfQuest. It's actually going to be all about the ElfQuest audio movie. This is a big project that Wendy and Richard Peeney have embarked upon. It's really, really exciting. But before we get to that, I have a couple bits of news. The first is that the very first collected edition of the Stargazers Hunt series is now out. Stargazers Hunt Volume 1 from Dark Horse Comics. It collects the first four issues of the comic series into one graphic novel. That is out and available now, so definitely check at your local comic shop, at your local booksellers. You can also get it in digital editions from Dark Horse Digital or Comixology, and as always, Dark Horse has made all of the ElfQuest books that it's publishing available via Kindle and Nook. So you can really carry all of your ElfQuest collection with you right in your pocket on your mobile device if you opt for the digital editions. I, of course, get both the print and the digital editions because that's just me. But anyway, be sure to check that out. And speaking of Stargazer's Hunt, there's also an update on when we are going to get to see the rest of that series. Now, the first four issues were published in the traditional way that ElfQuest always has been with floppy comics, you know, individual comic books coming out. And then those have been collected into graphic novel collections. Well, the pandemic has really knocked the comics industry for a loop. And so Dark Horse and the Peenies have decided that the remainder of the Stargazers Hunt storyline, instead of coming out in individual issues every other month, they're going to just collect them into Stargazers Hunt Volume 2. And that will be out sometime early in 2022. So we have to wait a little bit longer, but we would have had to wait that long anyway to get the full story in individual comics anyway. So this way, it'll be one-stop shopping. You can just pick up the entire rest of the story, which would have been issues five through eight in one collected graphic novel edition. So be on the lookout for that. All right, let's get on to the business of this episode's main topic, and that is ElfQuest, the audio movie. Now, I'm not going to go into all the details right now because you're going to be hearing from Wendy and Richard and all of the folks who are involved in this really, really exciting project. What you're about to hear is the audio recording of a live stream event that happened recently that announced not only the audio movie project, but the fundraising campaign. Um, it's, it's a fan funded project. And so fans all across the world have been pledging to be supporters of this campaign. There are multiple levels of support 
and you will not be charged for anything unless A, the campaign is fully funded, and B, no one will be charged until the campaign ends, which is going to be on May 28th of 2021. So rest assured, if you don't have the money in the bank right now, um, as long as you have it by May 28th, then you'll be in good shape. And there are some pretty fantastic perks or you know things that you get at, di- at the different levels where you pledge, including exclusives for the early bird campaign, which include an ElfQuest hat, a signed poster, and some really fantastic new miniature ElfQuest figures, and lots of other great stuff for the other levels on in the regular general campaign. So stay tuned for that. The website, I'm going to tell you right now, so grab a pen. It is ElfQuest.com slash audio dash movie. So again, that's elfquest.com slash audio dash movie. I'll put that URL in the show notes as well. That's where you can go to pledge. That's where you can go to watch the video of the live stream that you're about to hear the audio version of. So definitely check that out. That'll be your one-stop shop for all things audio movie. And as always, be sure to follow ElfQuest on all of the socials, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, because we're doing lots and lots of regular updates there. So without further ado, I'm going to roll tape on the live stream event announcing ElfQuest, the audio movie. First up is Jonathan Woodward, who's hosting the live stream. Take it away, Jonathan. My goodness. What an amazing journey we've already had. What a quest. Thank you, everyone, for being so patient. I hope you're all here. We uh, had a visitation by some spammers this morning. They did a very good job at their work. Um, We're fairly impressed, but they will not keep the elves down. I'm Jonathan Woodward. I am very happy to be your host this morning for a live event with Wendy and Richard Peeney and the creators of ElfQuest. It is a really exciting day that we have to announce a number of uh, really exciting developments in the ElfQuest universe, which of course, has been a little bit out there and running around on the interwebs, shooting through the pipes. We've got some great guests here today. And I would like to just take a second to introduce Lael, our uh, interpreter for the day, and we thank her for her time. I am very pleased to be the one that gets to announce to you that after many months of work and lots of planning and a couple of spammers, we are able to bring you um, an announcement about the audio movie for ElfQuest, for the original Quest. We're starting with the first five issues. We're going to be doing an episode per issue. We have the director here today. We have uh, Stan. We have the director. We have the creators. We have some friends of ElfQuest, and we have our friends at the Fantasy Network. Super happy to have everybody here. So we're going to start up. I'm going to throw it over to our friend, David. He is going to be doing a little bit of warm up. He's going to be talking to you. We're going to do a little bit of uh, trivia to try and get everybody on the line and make sure we have everyone on board. Thanks. Go ahead, David. Hey, everybody. I am so excited to be here today. Like Jonathan said, um, this is a really exciting project. We're going to tell you all about it, but wanted to start out with a little bit of ElfQuest trivia. Now, I know a lot of you guys are diehard fans of ElfQuest, just like me, but maybe some of you are, you know, newbies or you know, not as familiar. So we have questions all across the spectrum, and I'm going to start with some of the what I would call novice level, the cub level, if you will. So the first question is, 
Who is Cutter's brother in All But Blood? And your options are A, Tree Stump, B, Pike, C, Skywise, or D, Picknose. <laughs> you guys can put your guesses and your answers in the comments. And I think I will just go ahead and reveal the answer here. So the answer, of course, is Skywise, who, by the way, is starring in his uh, very own series right now called Stargazer's Hunt. That's the latest ElfQuest series. You definitely want to check that out. The second trivia question, again, novice level. Where did the gliders live? Your options are A, Sorrow's End, B, Thorny Mountain, C, Citadel Mound, or D, Blue Mountain. So if you are a fan of Winnowill or Aurori or Tildak, you know the answer to this one. It's D, Blue Mountain. All right, our third question is, again, this is a novice level one. Most of you guys should be able to get this. Who was Skywise's wolf friend? Your options are A, Night Runner, B, Choplicker, C, Star Jumper, or D, Lashpaw. And the answer is Star Jumper, of course. Of course, Skywise would have a wolf with star in the name. Um, bonus points if you can name the elves that belong to those other three wolves, Night Runner, Choplicker, and Lashpaw. All right, next question is, what is Sava's title among the Sunfolk? Is it A, the Rootless One, B, Mother of Memory, C, Mistress of the Sun, or D, the Sun Toucher? Put your guesses in the comments, your answers in the comments. The answer, of course, is B, the Mother of Memory. All right, I'm going to go up a little notch here and go to my more challenging questions. This is for all of you, you know, sort of more diehard ElfQuest fans. Who was the first cub born to the Wolf Riders after Mad Coil's attack? The options are A, Dart, B, Wing, C, Newstar, D, Suntop. The answer to that one, we'll give you a couple seconds to think about it. Remember, it's the first cub born after Mad Coil. Think back to that scene in the original quest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the answer is C, New Star. Dart was already born. He was just a little baby cub in Moonshade's arm there. So New Star was the very first cub born. All right. Um, this is one of my favorite questions we came up with. Who was Shen Shen's love mate? <laughs> the answers are Pike is A, B is Jaunty, C is Scott, D is Krim, or E all of the above. <laughs> I think you know the answer to that one just by the way I read it. Shen Shen, she's a lover, not a fighter, and she's got a lot of love mates out there. There's probably a lot more that we could have put on that list, but um, Skywise, I'm sure, has had his fun with Shen Shen. So, um, all right, let's go on to our next question. So, Korafe is, your options are, A, Snakeskin's daughter, B, Reef's sister, C, Aurori's mother, or D, Lita's granddaughter. I'll read that again. Korafe is, options are Snakeskin's daughter, Reef's sister, Aurori's mother, or Lita's granddaughter. 
So the answer to that one is D. Corafe is Lita's granddaughter. And if you are not familiar with Corafe, well, you really need to catch up and read the final quest. Amazing, really fun character. We don't know that much about her yet, but hopefully that will change in the future. Um, all right, here's a really, maybe a, a fairly challenging one, but let's let's see. Name three preservers. The preservers, you know them. They're the fairy-like, sprite-like, sprightly creatures who like to spit time-suspending goo. There's a bunch of them. A couple of them have gotten a lot of screen time, but we have gotten the names of quite a few of them over the years. So think about that. Try to think of three preserver names. Put those in the comments. And then I'll read you the list of canon named preservers across the sprawling ElfQuest saga. I think most of you are probably going to get the de facto leader of the preservers. And that is, of course, Petalwing. Petalwing of the lovely singing voice and no social awareness about when the elf characters would like it to go away. <laughs> so Petalwing is the most well-known preserver. But here are the other ones. These are all named in the canon ElfQuest stories. So they're Petalwing, Berry Buzz, Thistlecap, Little Sky, Willow Snap, and yes, I do have my cheat sheet here. I have to look at it too. Nut Bonnet, <laughs> Titter Sweet, <laughs> Bitter Screech, Bumble Claw, Tickle Toe, which is I think probably my favorite preserver name, and Waterleaf. So um, I, I don't know if Wendy or Richard is responsible for coming up with all of these names or both of them. I like to think that Richard might have had his his, uh, you know, his word wit involved in this, but I think probably it was both, and we can ask them that in a little while. All right, uh, let's see. I think we are going to skip around here. Um, here's a really great one, dealing with some of my favorite characters in the entire ElfQuest saga. The trolls. So, what do trolls call their children? Here are your options. Um, A, are pebbles. B, are warts, C is pips, or D, mumps. Again, the question is, what do trolls call their children? We know the different elf tribes have different names for their children. The wolf riders call theirs cubs. The sun folk call, call theirs kitlings, kits. The wave dancers call, well, I'm not gonna say that because it's gonna give away the answer. All right, I'll tell you the answer. Um, what do trolls call their children? They call them mumps which again is just kind of wordplay and brilliant. I love it. Um, all right, here's next one. Who became Dart's life mate? Um, and here are your options. A is Ember. B is Mender. C is Newstar. And D is Pool. So who became Dart's mm -hmm. life mate? Little bit of a trick question, but the options are your clue right there. The answer is, of course, B, Mender. Now, Dart actually did have life mates before Mender. Um, and so you'll have to read the story to, to learn all about those characters. All right, now let's dive into some of my questions for the hardcore ElfQuest fan. If you can answer these questions, you are in as deep as I am. Um, so welcome to the, to the deep, deep, dark, dark depths of the Holt. All right. Question number one is, who was Rainsong's wolf friend? Oh, I don't even know that. 
Rain song, of course, is the uh, Wolf Rider, um, who's known mostly for having a lot of kids in a really short time. So who's Rain Song's wolf friend? Here are your options. A, Shy Hider. B, Woodshaver. C, Silver Grace. Or D, Shadow Sheen. I'm going to read those to you guys again. So Rain Song, we want the name of her wolf friend. Put your answers in the comments. See how many of you guys get it. The first option is A, Shy Hider. B, Woodshaver. C, Silver Grace, or D, Shadow Sheen. Okay, you got your answers in there? It's okay to guess. The answer is C, Silver Grace. Now, I pulled this straight out of the novelization of the first five issues of ElfQuest called Journey to Sorrow's End. I did that for a reason. You're going to find that out in a little bit. So, Silver Grace was, was uh, Rain Song's Wolf. Shy Hider, by the way, was Moonshade's Wolf. Woodshaver was Nightfalls, and Shadow Sheen was Joyleafs. Go read the Wolf Rider story, which is fantastic. You'll learn, you'll learn Shadow Sheen there. Uh, next question, next deep cut hardcore ElfQuest fan question. He was once a follower of Vol, but became the founder of the Rootless Ones. Your options are A, Dreen, B, Reval, C, Malvi, or D, Yorick. Okay. He was once a follower of Vol, but became the founder of the Rootless Ones. Your options are A, Dreen, B, Reval, C, Malvi, or Malvi. We'll have to ask Wendy and Richard how to actually pronounce that. Or C, Yorick. The answer is, drum roll, it is D, Yorick. Yorick is a character that really hasn't featured that much in the actual comics. But if you go on the ElfQuest website and you want to read more about him, he's got kind of a fascinating history. Just go to you know elfquest.com slash Yorick, Y-U-R-E-K, after this, of course, and you'll find out more about that. All right, next deep cut ElfQuest question, trivia question. Who is Nightfall's first cousin? Okay, all of you elf genealogists out there, and I know there are many of you, who love to map out the family trees. You're gonna know this one, but um, you know, and of course, many of the elves are are related and cousins just by their small population size. But who was Nightfall's first cousin? Your options are number one, A, Scouter. Option two or B is Tear. C is Foxfur, or D, Pike. Who was Nightfall's first cousin? A, Scouter, B, Tear, C, Foxfur, or D, Pike? Put those answers in the comments. And again, it's okay to guess. We're not, we're not gonna come grade you if you don't get it right. <laughs> the answer is that Nightfall's first cousin is Scouter. Nightfall is the daughter of uh, Long Branch and Brownberry. And Scouter, of course, is the son of One-Eye and Clearbrook. And One-Eye and Long Branch were brothers. So that makes Scouter and Nightfall first cousins. Um, let's see, how are we doing on time here? I think I can get, get in with a few more here. Um, all right, let's jump to the future of the World of Two Moons, where it's known as the Planet of Abode. 
what was the name of Jinx alien friend on abode? Okay. So this is the future quest timeline after the end of the final quest. What was the name of Jinx alien friend on abode? Your answers, your options are A, Shimmer, B, Firstborn New Breed, C, Cullen Ken, or D, Gyoki. Okay, so what was the name of Jinx alien friend on abode? Options one more time. A is Shimmer, B is Firstborn New Breed, C is Cullen Ken, and D is Gyoki. If you got this, again, you're a hardcore fan. <laughs> this story, these stories were published 25 years ago. The answer, of course, is, is B, Firstborn New Breed. He was one of the never-ending, the alien species that showed up on a boat and had a war with the humans, and Jink was involved in all sorts of adventures with them. Um, really great character, too. So if, you ever, if you're curious about that, definitely check out those stories. All right, here's one that came, uh, that was revealed during the final quest. What was the male door's real name, his original name? Your options are A, Hoikar, B, Auric, C, Mekta, or D, Echolin. Okay. What was the, the male door's, the rock shaper from Blue Mountain, what was his real name before he became his function as Winnow Will's servant or slave and became known as Dor. His real name was either A, Hoikar, B, Auric, C, Mekta, or D, Echolin. And the answer is, put it in the comments. Don't worry if you can't spell it. <laughs> Even I have to check the spelling sometimes. Dor's original name was Echolin. And he had a really great storyline in the final quest that you really want to read, if, again, if you haven't read that story yet. All right. Name three of the Wolf Riders' holts. The holt, of course, is what the Wolf Riders call their sort of home base in the forest that they live. And the options are, oh, I'm not actually going to give you options. You have to name three of them. Put them <laughs> in the comments. I'm going to give you a second to think about this. Think about the... 20,000 year time span that we have known the Wolf Riders on the world of two moons. Now we haven't gotten names for every single place that they've lived, but many of their holts, whether they have been in forests or not, that's a little bit of a hint um, for at least one of them do at, indeed have names. They, they're named holts. So I'm going to give you one second here to kind of think about that. All right. Put them in the comments. Some of them, aren't even the, the wolf riders don't necessarily even refer to them always by the names, but we learn of them from, you know, things like the novelizations and, and the editorial pages and conversations. So, all right. So I'm going to give you guys some answers. So keep typing them in the comments, but three, here are the, the list of named wolf riders holts. The first one, the one that we meet the wolf riders in, is known as Good Tree's Rest. That is the original Holt. The father tree was originally shaped by Good Tree, who was one of the Wolf Riders uh, chiefs, as well as other tree shapers over the years. So they named that Holt Good Tree's Rest. The next one is the Forbidden Grove, where the preservers were hanging out. Um, 
in the original quest during the Siege of Blue Mountain storyline. The Wolf Riders moved there after the original quest and tried to find some peace, but that old Winnow Will messed with their plans. So that's the Forbidden Grove Holt. After that, they were whisked away over to the new land, the, the continent that is now known as Jundsland. And there they made a Holt in the high mountains. So that one was called Thorny Mountain Holt. And it was on a mountain and Redland shaped a thorn wall to keep the humans out. That was when they really, the Wolf Riders really went, you know, into hiding and became the hidden ones more than ever. And the rule of in the trees as you please on the ground and not a sound really became enforced. So, so we have Good Trees Rest, the Forbidden Grove, Thorny Mountain Holt. Next one is Howling Rock. This was Ember's first Holt after she broke off from the main Wolf Rider tribe in the Hidden Year storyline. And it wasn't even in a forest. It was out in the plains. Uh, it had a big rock that looked like a howling wolf. So hence the name Howling Rock. All right, two more. The next one is the High Winds Holt. This is another one of Ember's Holts, the one that they settled in the ancient human ruins, again, on the top of a mountain um, and high winds. And so they named it the High Winds Holt. And then the last one, of course, is Father Tree Holt. This is what the Wolf Riders named their home when they went back to their original homeland, the forest regrown, and they, you know, they made a home there after the Shards War. All right, and if I have time for one more, I think I do. Let's go back to the trolls. Again, a deep cut, but it's from the original quest. So this might jog your memory if when I read you the answers. So the answers are, or the question is, what did old Maggoty, one of the best characters in ElfQuest, hands down, what did old Maggoty feed Greyman? when he was just a tot, okay? What did the ancient crone of a troll, Old Maggoty, feed Greymung, who would eventually become king of the Holt Trolls? What did she feed Greymung when, when he was just a tot? Oh. Your options are A, moss mush, B, nut mash, <laughs> C, dream berries, and D, stewed chipmunk and wormroot. All right, so what did old Maggoty feed? Probably generations of trolls, little troll mumps. Um, what did she feed them all? So the options are A, moss mush, B, nut mash, C, dream berries, or D, stewed chipmunk and worm root. Sounds delicious. Well, you hardcore ElfQuest fans remember the fantastic party that the trolls threw when Cutter and Skywise rediscovered them and the burned out you know, remnants of the Holt when they left on their original quest. And they had this little feast and they drank a whole bunch of Dreamberry wine and Old Maggoty's crusty exterior melted and she started chit-chatting and she revealed that she used to feed Grayman when he was just a little mump, moss mush. So, all right, I hope lots of you guys had got the right answers to that and you enjoyed the little trivia. And I know I can say for myself that I really enjoyed it. And so stay tuned because I want to do more of this. So maybe we'll do some more live streams with ElfQuest trivia after we move on to the next portion of our program. Um, I don't want to reveal too much, but you are going to be hearing directly from Wendy and Richard in just a moment. Um, but before we get to them, there's some really incredible folks that the the Peenies are working with on this exciting project, ElfQuest, the audio movie. So I am going to turn it back to Jonathan, and he's going to take us into the next portion of our live stream. Thanks, everyone.
Hey, everybody. I am Jonathan Woodward. I am one of the producers on ElfQuest, the audio movie. Thank you. I just want to make sure that we gather everybody together. Um, our live stream is uh, bursting at the seams. I'm so glad all of you took some time out of your day to come join us and hear about our awesome, exciting announcement. Before we let David Mizajewski go entirely, I just wanted to um, give a shout out for him for doing his thing as Thornbreak. And if he is still available to come back and join us, um, I'm going to reach back to the master control behind the curtain and ask if we could just turn back on so we could get a little bit of the backstory behind your elf name, Thornbreak. I love it. Can you tell us <laughs> where it came from and how you built it? Uh, absolutely. So, um, you know, without going into the gory details, I started reading ElfQuest when I was 10 years old, a long time ago. It's been many decades. Um, about a decade ago, I became friends with Wendy and Richard personally, and um, I had this this email address called thornbreak at hotmail.com, and I probably shouldn't say that out loud because it still exists, but, um, but at any rate, I was just looking honestly for a unique uh, sort of screen name. And you know, my mind just came up with these two words, Thornbreak. I, it wasn't there was no um, science behind it. And so years later, um, I was having a conversation with Wendy at a convention that I was attending with her to help her out at the ElfQuest booth, Warp Graphics booth. And she said, you know, well, what does this Thornbreak actually look like? Because it sounds like a Wolf Rider name. And so I, you know, I had never really envisioned it. And so I went about designing a character and, you know, Wendy has actually done a couple of illustrations of them. It's really awesome. But here is the, the, the kind of the crazy part of it. The name actually I learned, I, I discovered years later, actually came right out of the pages of one of the ElfQuest novelizations. It was the, one of the anthology series, the Blood of Ten Chiefs storylines. And I believe it was in the second um, edition I have to double check that. I've got them over here on my ElfQuest shelf, but I won't leave camera. At any rate, it's a story <laughs> about an elf named Lone Briar who likes to spend a lot of time alone in the Briars, right? And so in that story, um, they use the term, the author of that story used the term Fern Break, um, F-E-R-N. Oh. And I came up with the name Thornbreak, not even realizing that there was any kind of subconscious connection there. But years later, I was reading, rereading that story and I saw that word and it all kind of went together. And you know, what's another word for a briar, a thorn, mm -hmm. a break, sort of a sort of a hillside filled with kind of one kind of plant. And so it just sounded like a unique elf name to me. And I chose it for that hotmail address all the way back in 1997. And today it's sort of my my elf persona. Um, and so yeah, thank you. For you. That's amazing. What an incredibly great backstory. I am so pleased to hear all of that. David Mizajewski, thank you for joining us. I want some advice on my own ElfQuest elf name. I went to the elf name generator on the elfquest.com site and I came up with something that I think I think really represents me pretty well. I am known around around my own table as Soul Vine. I wonder if we could probably, you know, like, I don't know, maybe throw your comments in the chat to see if you feel like I'm a Soulvine kind of guy, or maybe you can vote for me to have an elf name of one that you picked yourself. We're going to hear back from David again towards the end of the show, but we are going to move on. Thank you for joining us for this announcement. 
And uh, the next thing I want to do is talk about the project that we're building uh, for a minute. It's an audio movie. I've seen in the comments over on social for a while that there has been some um, questioning about what this audio movie business is because a movie is, you know, where the pictures move. And this is an audio movie. And to answer that question, we have the director of the audio movie here with us. His name is Fred Greenhalgh. He is a titan of the audio drama scripted fiction audio world. We are very, very lucky to have him helming this production. And I would like to introduce him to you now. Hi, Fred. Hey, I'm just basking in this glow. This is a, we have worked, <laughs> a, the, a, the team that has coalesced around this is fantastic and amazing. And this is just glorious. And the fun is just beginning. It really is. Um, so I wanted to ask you straight up, what is an audio movie? What distinguishes it from anything else that we've heard? Sure. So, you know, uh, I'm going to start like ancient. Uh, audio movies are not new. Uh, they connect to the oral tradition, which is like the oldest form of storytelling that exists. And I also want to really talk about how important storytelling is to me, because uh, in my view, storytelling is the superpower of our species we are not the fastest animal we're not the strongest animal we're arguably not the smartest animal <laughs> what we do have is this ability with language with stories to give ourselves through time the ability to, to accumulate knowledge to learn from mistakes to give ourselves a sense of purpose and community and and being in a universe that can feel vast and cold and uncaring. And that to me is what is, I take my responsibility as a storyteller very, very seriously because that's the torch that we carry going back to time immemorial where we were gathered around the campfires, you know, telling stories to ourselves. So, you know, flashing forward thousands and thousands of years, um, the oral tradition in America, you know, we had this golden age in the 1940s and 50s of radio drama. It was the dominant form of art at that period of time until really in the 1960s, it was uh, assassinated by powers that be to make room for television. And in that period, um, some of my mentors like Tom Lopez of ZBS Foundation, uh, 70s, 80s, and 90s really carried the torch. Uh, anyone who ever listened to NPR Star Wars knows what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And what they did was is kept that torch burning so that now in the in 2021, um, we have seen this amazing renaissance in audio storytelling that's happened. It's happened because we've had mm -hmm. the technology has improved, uh, mm -hmm. on-demand listening, podcast apps on your phone, audiobooks going from you know CDs and books on tape to, to uh, audio streaming platforms has happened at the same time that creator tools have become empowered. And, uh, you know, I, that's where I grew up was in the, uh, in film school and then learning to use like, Oh, I can get a $200 sound recorder. That sounds good. How can I use this to, to do storytelling? So right. bringing this to 2021, um, I look at the broader thing called audio fiction as a quite large tent. It includes everything from, single voice narration, narration with a little bit of sound effects, uh, actual play, lit RPG uh, type programs to my absolute favorite passion, which are audio movies. And so what mm. do we mean by audio movies? Because uh, they're not visual, but actually they are because what we're doing is providing a cinematic experience in your mind. Mm. 
And so what does that, what does that really mean? Uh, so for ElfQuest in particular, you know, every voice, we're not, they're not, we're not looking for people who are going to read the, the words of a, of a, of a book or to read the lines as they were presented in the comics, even though they may be the same words, what we're really looking for are uh, actors who will inhabit that character. Mm -hmm. We're looking for, uh, so when I talk, think about sound effects, the way sound effects work, these are not sort of like a paint by numbers where there's like, you know, okay, this thing happened, ding. But I'm thinking, um, so we've already uh, talked about how uh, we're doing the first five issues. We're including material from Journey to Sorrow's End, the novelization. Mm -hmm. And in that, um, you know, fans will know the the journey across the desert is depicted in, you know, even more glory and gory detail than it is in the comics. And you're going to feel that in real visceral glory in this piece. You're going to feel this pain these elves are feeling. They're, they're in this vulnerable place. They've been lost their home. They've never encountered sand. And they're trying to understand this <laughs> seekingly hot, abrasive substance while pelts of softening wind pummel them. And Cutter, this young chief, is like, I might be weighing over my head here, uh -oh. but I cannot <laughs> let them feel, feel it. I got to keep going. That's amazing. So, you know what? That inspires me to ask what exactly, because um, the, the textures of the story are so rich and so varied, and we're going to go to so many different places in just these first five episodes or issues. What was drawing you specifically to unpack this part of the thing? What drew you to ElfQuest in the first place? I mean, uh, we're going to hear from Wendy and Richard in a moment. I really think it's it was an auspicious crossing of uh, you know like like minds, and if I dare say souls, like we uh, we all really believe in what we're creating here together. Mm. Um, what I've, I've talked about words. I've talked about, uh, oh, I, I, I want to talk about why it's an audio movie. Because what we do here, it's a magic trick. And the audience, you all out there have to join us for this magic trick to work. Because we are going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to have the sounds. We're going to have the cast. We're going to have a beautiful orchestral score that's going to feel like the soundtrack of the, your favorite movie you've ever watched. And the reason it's gonna be your favorite movie is because it's your movie, because it's not, uh, we're projecting it onto your imagination. We're skipping the multiplex, there's no CGI, or the CGI is actually the best CGI ever because it is the human imagination, which is completely boundless. So that's my story about what is an audio movie. All right, and you have been uh, around audio movies for some time. I know you've got a couple of really incredible projects of your own that you've been building out, and I don't want anybody who loves ElfQuest to miss out on those. You've got some work for X-Files, starring the original cast up on Audible. You've got Lock and Key before uh, television came sniffing around. Tell us a little bit about your own work that you've done. Sure. I have three series out uh the dark tome um two seasons are out on the free feed and dark tome undertow which is on stitcher premium right now um and i have a show Fae and fiends which is a, a dark fairy tale for all ages um on stitcher premium it'll be as a free show coming out next month um, okay well, I think um, we're just seconds away from the main event, but before we get there, we have a little bit of a teaser to play. Uh, Fred has brought along uh, the opening theme 
for the ElfQuest production. This is a first listen to that orchestral score that he was talking about. And we would like to present that to you now as just a tiny preview of what's to come. Let's roll that music. God, this is so great. I can see some of these comments that are going through the feed. They're amazing. I think I saw my favorite was Fantasy with Teeth. That was, um, I am so glad to be able to present that to you. And I think we can all hear some giggling in the background from all of our production staff who is also on the stream because, like, it's really, really hard to hold down all of the emotion and all of the excitement about this. And so without wasting any more time, I would like to be the first to present to you the executive producers and creators of ElfQuest, the audio movie. I am so proud to present Wendy and Richard Pini to come and talk to us about this project and what it means. Hello, you two. Hi. Hi. Hello, Jonathan. We're glad I to be here. So, it is so great to see you guys. What do you think of the music? Oh my God! Oh, we, talk about pick your jaw up off yeah. the floor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I could see it. I could see the action happening behind the music. It so produces visual I images. And this is a minute of it. And and, yeah. and Fred is saying we're going to have five episodes full of this, and I I, I oh. can't even imagine. It's really exciting, and that's just the beginning. So I just want to let everybody know that, yes, we'll be opening for questions, so throw your questions in the chat, and they will migrate their way over to me. Uh, but I wanted to start with you, Wendy and Richard. You have held on to this property for so long. You have maintained a super indie vibe. You have really kept it close to home and a truly, truly independently spirited project. Why do you think that this was the right time to go into a partnership on something like this? Well, the first thing is you, you go by how it how it feels, how you get along 
with the the people who are involved and we have all clicked in a very magical way in fact uh my favorite rune is the rune named dagaz which means breakthrough and lo and behold <laughs> the name of our production company happens to be Dagaz. <laughs> the, the thing was that there was a stroke of, of uh, serendipity, or maybe there are no coincidences, but uh, over 30 years ago, uh, an outfit called Listening Library did uh, an audio reading of the first novel, and it was what Fred called a single person read. Uh, there were a couple of different voices, but it was very straight. It was the words from the novel, and it was on eight cassettes and they sold <laughs> and uh, yeah, cassettes. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, that's throwing it back. I love mm -hmm. it. Um, and it's been out of print for a long, long time. And I thought, well, since we're in the 21st century, maybe I ought to dig my copies up and digitize them because fans have been asking about this for a long, long time. I asked around some people I know what's the best way to go about it. And one of those people put me in touch with Fred um, I didn't say much more than I'm, I'm going to put you in touch with a guy who knows what he's doing. And uh, mm -hmm. Fred and I got on the phone and a couple hours later, we were both <laughs> high as a kite because he had come up with this concept of an audio movie, full, full cast voices, beautiful music, mm -hmm. uh, appropriate sound effects. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do this. That's and great. That's that's where we are. That's how we got here. And you guys have a special love for audio dramas in the first place. Am I right? Oh yes, yes. Uh, ever since I've been uh, writing and drawing ElfQuest, I love to listen to old time radio plays while I work. I especially love them when they have fantasy or horror themes because then you get the special effects, the, the special mm -hmm. sound effects that lead you into the world of the fantastic and the supernatural. And this is what audio can do. And uh, so ElfQuest, in, in its way, comes from that kind of um, creative Mm, synergy. And uh, I, I know that this is just going to uh, just be a wonderful journey into imagination. Uh, you mentioned that you've been listening to audio dramas for a long time mm. from way back, but you've also been drawing elves for a long time way back. And you were kind enough to share some of that with us. We have it to present. Maybe you'd like to um, talk us through what we're about to see. Well, I'm, go I'm going to turn it over to Richard, but but I was um, I was probably born with a pencil in my hand, Ouch. which which may not have pleased my birth mother too much, but <laughs> <laughs> but I I have been drawing for as long as I can remember. It's been part of my life. It it it, it is my life, and storytelling enables me to do the artwork. So. Well, here's the thing. It, Wendy has literally been drawing almost all her life. And yeah. I, I'm one of those, I'm a collector. I'm going to give it a nice title and call it archivist, which is better than hoarder. And um, I have made a point of preserving every piece of artwork that we could ever find that Wendy has ever done. And we found a drawing that she did uh, in a fairy tale book when she was two years old. And the thing about this drawing 
is that you can actually see that they're not just scribbles. There are two little elf characters with little pointed hats, and they are interacting with the drawings, with the illustration in the book. So she was beginning to tell stories and interactive stories as early as age two. That is amazing. Okay, we are just looking um, back to uh, throw these up onto the screen and we're pulling them. But I remember mm, holding a pencil when I was two and I don't remember even knowing how to hold it upright. Like <laughs> I am confused to how that you can actually be born with an innate desire to, um, to, to draw. Tell me a little bit about what drove you there. Well, goodness, I, I have no idea. I was adopted. We don't really know anything about my uh, birth parents. Uh, you know, those that was the era when all the records were closed. Mm. And and I kind of enjoyed the fantasy that maybe I'm a changeling. <laughs> ah, I and, love that. You know, my name is Wendy, and, and uh, I was named after the Wendy and Peter Pan. My adoptive parents, I think, just had a little flash of something there to name me Wendy. So <laughs> so it seems like I've been d destined to be connected to elves in one way or another <laughs> all my life. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Okay, we are just getting ready to splash up this uh, picture right now. And we have a couple of others. I'm really excited to show you, but we're just digging them out of the archive right now. Perhaps I could go to a, I'm sorry, we are, um, you can tell I'm stalling for time, but that's okay because I am a pro and I'm ready to do it. <laughs> we know that. All right, I'm just going to look backstage and see if we're ready to splash those images up. Uh, they're up now. All right. We are ready to go, and I am happy to show you a couple of images. If they're, if, uh, okay, um, one will be, uh, uh, you were a little bit older, mm -hmm. um, but you were still drawing fantastic things. This is a, a, a company of knights uh, riding out on horseback from a castle. They're obviously going on a quest. I think and it's I, called The Passing of the Elves. Oh, no, 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 no. Or... This one you did probably when you were about five or oh okay six. you're right and then um one that is one of my favorites is called the wild horse band and you did that when you were nine or ten mm. but it shows the you had the line of beauty you were learning the line of motion how to make drawings mm -hmm. move on the page which has come all the way into uh making the illustrations of ElfQuest as dynamic as they are. That's one of the things people love most about them. Well, that also comes from a great love of animated cartoons. Originally, I thought I was going to be an animator. And oh, and goodness. so so I became a comic book artist by accident. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is actually a great moment to um, take us to some audience questions, because I know that this has been a long journey to try <laughs> and find other vendors and vectors for this amazing story to get out. And Jill mm -hmm. Sibley is asking if there are still hopes for a traditional animated or CGI movie in the future. Why did we know that would be one of the questions? <laughs> Not just one of, <laughs> That's the first. The first. The first. Um, hope springs eternal. Uh, I think that's all that we should say. Um, people have been hearing us talk about the possibility of a, 
uh, a movie or TV series, animated or live action for many, many years. And the history of that, uh, uh, we've been to the altar, we've been left at the altar. But now seems to be a really, really great time for things to happen. I mean, just look at, we made the connection with Fred and uh, we're doing this audio movie and somehow it feels like maybe we've hit the tipping point after 40 something years. Mm. So there are conversations going on. Mm. Stay tuned. Yeah. Hollywood has never stopped talking to us and courting us. So maybe someday we'll, we'll get the ring. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just keep our, our heads together on that and pray. And let's make sure that the excitement around the audio movie uh, spurs some action somewhere over in Los Angeles. Um, let's go over to another question. We have Jenny Blue asking if you'll be reprinting those novels that we have been referring to here and there. Actually, the answer is we already have started doing that. Hey. Um, Again, uh, these novels came out 20 and 30 years ago, and um, I figured it was about time maybe that they should be translated into ebooks for Kindle and Nook and, and whatever other platforms there are out there. The first one, Journey to Sorrow's End, on which the audio movie is based, um, is available on uh, you go to amazon.com just look up journey to sorrows and elf quest it is available it's been for several months there are two others that we would like to plump up a little bit with some extra words some extra descriptions some mm-hmm. extra goodies there are four books in the original quest series there are only three novels there was supposed to be a fourth but the publisher never contracted for it so we are hopefully going to be able to set aside some time Mm -hmm. to actually for the first time ever write that fourth novelization Mm -hmm. oh that's exciting that's very exciting we have a lot of questions coming in about some details on when these uh, episodes will be released, how people can get involved, and I'm going to punt those down the down the field just a little bit longer. I'm sorry, I tried to use a sports metaphor right there. That's not my way. I don't I don't even know what I'm doing in the middle of them, but I do want to turn to you and say there are a lot of questions going through the chat, and I've been looking at the comments in Facebook for a long time, and they talk a lot about Dreamcasts. Who would play this? Who would play that? And oh. I want to know straight from the source, what do you hear when you listen to this audio movie in your mind, when you imagine what it comes out as? Well, um, of course, when I write the dialogue, I always have voices in my head as I'm writing. And I have had a certain idea of how certain characters sound for a long, long time. Uh, I can I can tell you, uh, generally speaking, uh, Cutter would have a light, young, heroic voice because he starts out as a very young chief, untried, going through all sorts of things he's never done before and sort of flying by the seat of his pants. So he would be, he would sound youthful and uh, energetic and and just determined to save his people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always thought that Rayek, his um, not his not his villain, his um, shadow, his, 
his shadow, his foe. Rayek is Cutter's foe. Uh, I always thought he would sound a little bit like a young George Takei. Mm. And let's see. Uh, That's Lee, an amazing image. Yes, <laughs> but it, you can hear it, can't you? Totally can hear it. Absolutely. A and Lita, if you've ever seen The King and I with Yul Brynner, uh, there's a character in The King and I called Tuptim, and she was played by Rita Moreno. And that character, Tuptim, had a lot, had a certain amount to do with how Lita was designed. So when I write Lita's dialogue, I hear Rita Moreno's voice as Tuptim. So that would give you an idea of how Lita might sound. Oh, wow. No. See, <laughs> ElfQuest has always striven, we have always tried to do it different. ElfQuest is not your standard fantasy comic. It's not your standard fantasy story. And this is not going to be a standard fantasy translation into sound and imagination. Um, we think from comments that we've got over many years that a lot of fans tend to hear the voices of the elves, maybe with a British accent, maybe with a Scottish accent, because that's how so many fantasy movies and, and audiobooks have been read in the past. But that's not what's going to happen with ElfQuest. The, the Wolf Riders don't have an accent. The Sun uh, Villagers don't have a recognizable accent. And it's going to be great fun because Fred has said he wants to work very closely with us to get the sound of the characters and the, and the vibe of the characters' voices just so. And it's going to be, you've not heard anything like it. Well, I'm glad that you have taken us down that particular little road because we're getting a ton of uh, a ton of activity in the chat about how fans can get involved. This is important to recognize that the strength of ElfQuest is in the miraculousness of the creation yes. and also in the ardor of the community yes. that has been a, like the heart and soul of driving ElfQuest and it becomes such a family after 43 years, um, yeah. an amazing, amazing journey. So we will be able to talk about that in the future in just a couple of minutes. Yes, there will be a way to get involved. Of course, we will want to include you. There are also questions about the crowdfunding campaign, which is yes, we do have a way to um, involve you in also being an IUA member, an ALF ambassador, as we have occasionally <laughs> referred to them. I just want to go to the last question, and I know this is probably the worst question to possibly ask because no parent plays favorites, but we all have characters that we identify with. And I wanted to know if you could tell the stories of the characters that you identify with, because I heard a little bit of that story early on, and I'd like to hear it again. Well, all true ElfQuest fans know that the two main characters of the story, Cutter and Skywise, are Richard and Wendy. Not in that order. <laughs> <laughs> now, a, a lot of people assume that uh, I must identify with Lita, mm. 
Mm-hmm. And and Richard is either Cutter or Skywise because they think in terms of male female. Mm-hmm. But Cutter is me. You know, I'm always trying to do things by the seat of my pants and trying to <laughs> roll with whatever hits me. <laughs> That's and, amazing. And Richard, uh, Richard is. I'm Skywise because. One, I have a, a, a long, lifelong, deep-seated love of the heavens, the stars, astronomy, and I'm an inveterate smartass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And and also, we are best friends. Mm. We're we're coming up on our on our what? Are we coming up on our fiftieth? No, that's and, next year. That's next year. Yeah. Okay. 49th. We're coming up on Big our 49th difference. anniversary. And uh, we were together before that. And so the reason that it's lasted so long is we are best friends. And that's, that's how you do it. And that's why it's been pretty easy to keep up telling this story for so many years, because in an odd sort of way, it's about us. It's kind of autobiographical and and whatever skills one has the other one may not have in quite so abundance but has complementary mm-hmm. skills that mm-hmm. dovetail mm-hmm. Uh, so whatever I need something she can do it when you need something I can provide it it, it, it just has worked out that that the uh, the complementarity mm. is the really, really. I made that up. I make <laughs> stuff up. I'm a writer and an editor. I make stuff up. And Richard's limericks will be a part of the perks for the campaigns going forward. And I want to say thank you so much, Wendy and Richard, for coming on the live stream and talking about the project. I am so grateful for the opportunity to work for you. And I know I speak for the rest of the production staff when I tell you that we are as excited as could possibly be to get to be a part of this. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for for everything. This is Mm. the best project that we could imagine that's not actually making comics from whole (laughs) cloth. But this is so much fun. That's amazing. Okay. Well, while we send Richard, Wendy and Richard off, I would like to take a moment to say thank you, say goodbye, wave hands. And I want to be able to take a second to introduce you to some of our partners that we're working with uh, from the Fantasy Network and Zombie Orpheus. Uh, You may or may not know of them, but they are uh, as committed to indie production as Richard and Wendy are, as myself and Fred are. We are a band of insurrectionists at heart um, in the good way. Oh, wow. So (laughs) I want to take you now to Ben Dobbins. He is the president of Zombie Orpheus. I also have Rob Biskiza, who is here to, as um, in his cosplay, as as Wendy says, the embodiment of Pike. He totally is. (laughs) And we have um, Abby here as well. And I want to welcome you all to talk about the campaign and talk about how everybody can get involved and what's the deal. All right. Awesome. Uh, Thank you. Uh, My name is Ben. I'm also running the tech in the background here, so I I can't talk and switch to other people at the same time. Uh, But I I just want to start by saying the the 
out this this project came out of nowhere and spoke to my childhood in a way that was profound you know growing up reading these stories uh reading how they were different they weren't like anything else out there and became such an inspiration for the work um that i've had the honor to do over the last 20 years uh creating my own shows um this really is like a dream come true and it's it's so thrilling to be able to step in and to bring that passion and that love for this project that I know so many of the fans and so many people have uh, to just making the very best thing that we can all do together. So just a huge thank you to uh, to Richard and Wendy for what you've created. Uh, a huge thank you to the fans for supporting ElfQuest for so many years. Because of course, as, as, as Richard and Wendy said earlier, this isn't your typical show. Uh, this isn't your typical comic book. It's been independent. It's been direct to the fans. It's been supported it uh, directly by the fans for decades. It's 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 not playing by the normal rule book, and, <laughs> and that's wonderful. That's why we're here. <laughs> I can hear people laughing in the background, but yeah. <laughs> um, you know it's and and so as as I was brought on board with this project, um, a lot of that came from the background that we've done with crowdfunding over at Zombie Orpheus and at the Fantasy Network for shows like Journey Quest and Gamers and so forth. And what I love about crowdfunding is that it's not about the money. The money is secondary. The money is a token that shows the emotional investment that the community has in the show. And, and, it, it, and it empowers fans and creators to make and support exactly what they love. And as we're talking about, how do you fund something like, something like this? How do you put it together? How do you do it right? The last thing you wanna do is have you know, the partners who are gonna put it into a silo or, or who are gonna you know, be sitting there in their network executive suits demanding that things be changed because they don't understand the relationship. So they don't understand the quirkiness. And what everyone in this project is bringing to it is this absolute i'm getting notes in the background um thank you uh <laughs> what, what everyone the, the what came out of this was the only way to create the elf quest movie in a way that did justice to the vision that wendy and richard and fred and jonathan and the rest of the team involved with this have is to go directly to the fans and to make sure that we create something that is as perfect as we can make it that is driven by the passion so yes we are launching a crowdfunding campaign it this will happen because the fans love ElfQuest and want to make it happen but just like everything else about ElfQuest, we're doing it a little bit differently so, you know, part of the conversations also, we realized there are hardcore ElfQuest fans and we wanted to honor that. And we're gonna honor that by doing something unusual. Instead of just having email signups beforehand and we can, before the official campaign, and we absolutely can go over and sign up, we decided that we're going to run an early bird campaign with only 500 pledges available and out and and we're limited to 500 because uh richard and wendy said to us we want to 
we want to we want to do something special for the core fans. So I'm going to take you through the rewards. I'm going to take you through the campaign. This is a pre-campaign. If we raise everything we need for the movie here, great. But really what we want to do is reduce the level and also give all of you something a little bit extra as a thank you. So this pre-campaign has only three levels. It has uh, two $100 levels and one $250 level. Or if you, if you want to hold out for later when we have the other pieces, just sign up for the email, no problem at all. But what, what Wind and Richard have said is uh, we're, we're going to provide a pre, two pre-campaign exclusives. The first is Wendy's created this beautiful new art for the audio movie. Hopefully most of you have seen it. Uh, if not, I can try to pull it up on the screen uh, in just a minute. There we go. So that's up on the screen. Uh, Wendy has created this beautiful new art. Uh, we're going to create 500 gorgeous prints of it. We're going to send them over uh, to Wendy and Richard. They're going to hand sign them. The only way to get these prints hand signed by Richard and Wendy is on our early bird campaign. Uh, but there's more. Uh, <laughs> uh, that will go to everyone who pledges at any of the three levels. At the $250 level, uh, we are also adding a seriously awesome ElfQuest hat. I'm putting it up on screen here. It's ElfQuest the audio movie. The only way to get this hat is, is on the campaign. These are bonus rewards in addition to everything else that is standard at these pledge levels. And these are our thank you to the core fan base uh, for helping step in early to give us a jump start on the entire ElfQuest movie project. Uh, taking you through the rest of the rewards, uh, the part where I completely nerded out uh, was when I realized that we we were going to be able to get to do some things that haven't been done for decades within the world of ElfQuest. And of course, I'm talking about miniatures. Uh, we, ha we are having eight new ElfQuest uh, 28 millimeter miniatures designed for Cutter, Sava, Strongbow, Nightfall, Lita, Skywise, Rayek and Tree Stump. Uh, they will be approved personally uh, by Richard and Wendy. Uh, they're being designed by uh, Pariah Artworks, uh, Jason Wiebe, who has done gorgeous, incredible work. Um, I will be linking to the campaign page in just a moment. I have to push a button to, to put it live. I know, I, I know people are probably saying, let me throw money at you, but wait, there's more. Now I'm gonna... <laughs> Uh, so taking you through everything, uh, we'll have the, the print, the hats, the minis, uh, you'll see how it works on the campaign. Every reward also comes with early access to stream the audio movie, a DRM free digital download of the audio movie, eight deluxe ElfQuest signing cards, uh, and all access digital behind the scenes pass. Uh, we're, we're we're going to see about setting up a GoPro with Wendy so we can time lapse the, the art design project. We'll credit you on the website. We have an embroidered ElfQuest backer patch. And when we get to the official crowd full crowdfunding campaign uh, for the full public uh, in about a month and a half, uh, and if that campaign starts hitting stretch goals, which it probably will, uh, anyone who pledges now will automatically be eligible for those stretch goals, any of those stretch goals that we hit. So. That is the campaign. I'm going to throw up the link here. I'm going to take it live if it's all right. Let me make sure in the chat. Um, 
I can't quote uh, I can't quote what the fans are doing apparently in the chat, but anyway, <laughs> there are 500 of these. Before I go live, though, I'm going to say one more thing. Oh my because gosh! What are you doing to people? We're going to take it right up to the edge here. The final piece is I really because these are limited. I want to make a personal request that people don't go out and like make five or six or 10 different accounts to sweep up the rewards. These are gifts for the fans. Uh, we don't want it. We don't want to see these on eBay later. We don't want to see scalpers jumping and doing it. We want this to be a gift for the community. So we're good. We, I want to ask the community to really participate in making sure that everyone who wants to do this has the opportunity to do it. So with that in mind, I'm going to click the button. The campaign is going live. We have 500 available. Uh, and then I'm going to take us over. Uh, we'll answer questions about it. And we'll chat, check <laughs> with Abby and Rob. All right. Here we go. Here we go. We are live. OK. Oh, that feels so good. That's amazing. It's so great. Ben, did you get a chance to mention to everybody the opportunity to do some wolf howling for absolutely oh. anyone that wants to jump into the campaign? You know, I I that I was looking straight at the campaign and it slipped my mind. At the two hundred fifty dollar level, uh, you also get to contribute your voice to crowd scenes in the audio movie. That's so the big one. You are you are in the in the audio movie yourself with your official elf howl. And this is a good moment to say we are doing an extensive casting process. We're going out and we do want to hear from you. You can find over at finalrune.dagasmedia.com. You can find a page where there's going to be some casting information where you can read through the casting breakdowns. You can submit some audio files. We'll also be looking through the Fantasy Network and all of um, that community over there. We're really excited to get everybody in their best Ayua, and I believe we still have uh, Wendy and Richard on the line. I don't suppose we could get like a really, really official Ayua before before anybody gets out there. Could Give we? Just a second to make sure that they are on the screen. Let's for make this. their audio is... Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. You are live. Hi. We are live. Okay. Well, this Take is it away. this is a first. I've never done this before, but but they asked me what it sounded like. So, uh, here comes the weirdness. <laughs> <laughs> what she said. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Can we? Can we? Uh... Fred wants to record that. Can we do that again? Okay. Now, now let me tell you, if you want to practice it, think of how a wolf really howls. They start low mm -hmm. and then they build up and then uh, oh. it trails off again. So that's why it starts low and goes high and then trails off. All right. I, I, you want me to do it again? Yeah. Okay. Fred, right. are you ready? Fred's going to record. I'm ready. ready for this. Get, I'm not. Well. All right. One, two, three. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm cracking up. All right. Oh. All right. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> and you know what? We're going to come back and we're going to listen to, uh, we're going to meet Abby and we're going to meet Rob and we're going to talk to Fred some more. But why? I want to hear that music one more time oh, just yes. to 
make sure that we can um, really start to feel that while everybody, we may have broken a couple of links to all of the websites with all of the enthusiasm. So if there's a little bit of a bottleneck over on the campaign page, trust me, it will all sort itself out in the fullness of time as our a magician behind the scenes gets it. But he's going to play the music a little bit for you while we reset and come back with Abby and Rob and Dan. Jonathan, we are live. I am live, but I'm turning down the sound because I was listening in on the stream because I couldn't not listen in on the stream to that music. And I just want to, you know, like if anybody's not looking because, you know, all of the people here aren't necessarily paying attention. I pulled a couple of comments out. Damien Broswell says, almost 40 years since I first read ElfQuest, you've gotten me through so many dark times in my life. Thank you, Wendy and Richard. Oh. That is just one of the many, many messages of goodwill out there. Michael McAdam says he is literally crapping. <laughs> clapping. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, Michael, Michael McAdam, I may owe you a, uh, an apology for that one. He is literally clapping at his oh. screen. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Either um, works. Either know, works. <laughs> that's live broadcasting. And also, I had, um, there was one comment that I wanted to return. Lael, could you please go back to the sign for Ayua? Because apparently, that is the best one of them all. <laughs> that's fantastic. Okay, I am so happy to take you back to Ben, and he's going to introduce you to our cosplay Abby and to David and also to Rob, the editor over at Boing Boing. And Jackie says she has never believed so strongly in a campaign before. There's a lot of great goodwill, and I am so thankful that you broke all of the websites. Thank you, guys. Here's Ben again. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Jonathan. So uh, I'm, I'm monitoring. Yeah, we, 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 we provided a backup link. Uh, uh, I, I'm sure, I hopefully Wendy and Richard are thrilled here. I'm thrilled. Uh, 60 people have pledged already. Uh, so these are, these are going super fast. Uh, it is, it is immensely gratifying to see this kind of excitement in real time, uh, for bringing this to life. 
So uh, I do. Someone does have white noise in the background on this stream. I'm just going to say it in the out loud, uh, out loud if it's one of you. Okay, great. Whoever it was just muted. Hooray! Uh, I'm going to uh, bring us over uh, to uh, Abby and to Rob, and just ask you to let's start with Abby. Could you talk a little bit, Abby, about kind of your excitement, your background, uh, and why you love ElfQuest? Why you're happy to be here? Oh, hi. <laughs> um, hello, everyone. My name is Abby Akiniza, and I am a cosplayer um, and actually filmmaker, too, a voiceover artist. Uh, I've been with TFN since it started. I'm one of the board members of TFN. Uh, so when Ben had told me about the possibility of ElfQuest after they were allowed to, obviously. Um, when they just mentioned the word ElfQuest, uh, I'm pretty sure like if they could show my our chat messages and the excitement that I had, um, I was very, very, very absolutely excited about this. Um, I've been reading ElfQuest, um, I'm not gonna date myself, but in the 80s, uh, <laughs> and, you know, it was one of those situations where um, what the other person had said about helping them in like their dark times and everything. I actually took my comics with me and it was very much made fun of um, during my deployments. I was I was in the Navy uh, for about eight years and I was an um, intelligence specialist. So there's a lot of dark things that happen <laughs> when you're on deployment. And uh, it was, you know, definitely one of those things I take time out to just read, <laughs> you know, when we're not, when we weren't doing any missions or anything. So I'm just, I'm super excited to be a part of this project and um, I'm definitely going to be auditioning too, but um, just meeting everyone and, and being a part of this team. It's another family that I can honestly say that I'm a part of and I, I can't wait to see uh, what magic happens with the movie. All right, thank you so much, Abby. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can take us over to Rob now, uh, and let's see if that connection. Hello, working. it is success. Hello, everyone. I'm afraid the Facebook cosplay didn't quite come together, but for the uh, shaggy red hair, which I'm stuck with until at least the end of this pandemic, um, what I'd like to say is that ElfQuest has always had a unique and powerful fandom. And this project would be impossible without fans. And fans have always had a special way of contributing to ElfQuest. Uh, from the beginning, long before the web era, there was a unique fandom culture of halts. Fans that gathered to create their own characters, tell their own stories, establish their own ElfQuest stuff in a way that was virtually unheard of um, before the web era. And um, 25 years ago, ElfQuest was one of the very first indies and comics, one of the first publishers, period, to have a website that wasn't just a business card. It was a place where fans could go to get more. And ElfQuest doesn't just have fans, it has a wonderful and healthy fandom, and I know we're all going to have a great time with the uh, audio movie and everything that's happening around it. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much, Rob. Um, I'm going to jump back to John here, who I believe has a couple things to cover. 
Yep. I do have a couple things to cover, and I'm going to start with the uh, making sure we don't all hear the same echo. Great. And I wanted to give a little bit shout out to Sky Beckley, as you may or may not know, she's been working on a comic dub project for a long time, and she's been doing great work with that. And we want to say we love you. We are your uh, kin in every conceivable way and i am so grateful for the work that you're awesomely doing and we want you to reach out to us for sure we've got a lot of chat comments in the chat about making sure that there are going to be other tiers of involvement yes 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 we will be definitely uh be mindful of that and get out to you as well there are all sorts of ways that you can get involved and we want to bring everyone into the tent this is a fan supported project and it's a fan supported elf quest this is a community and we will always uh welcome everybody into the community i uh, we don't have enough very much left it's time for us to wrap up a little bit i um i wish we could do a nice big brady bunch spread of all of the wonderful people that you've met and i can see ben working furiously in the background to see if he can make that happen because um one thing i just want to point out is that the team the team here is so generous is so committed is so in love with the project and wants to make sure that it respects the love that you have given it over the years the investment that you've made what it's meant to you what it's meant to wendy and richard and what it's meant to everybody like the community is foremost in our mind all the time we want to make sure that you know that you are our primary mission and making this the the elf quest that wendy and richard have always dreamed of when they heard it and mm. we know we know we know we're going to put our absolute back into it so maybe we can take a tour so you can say goodbye to everybody we can thank i think uh let's start with fred fred thank you for joining us thank you for coming back this is terrific. oh wait we do uh, i see it there's there's brady bunch never mind okay go ahead fred sorry <laughs> uh no this is this is ter terrific i mean like you know the, today we're at the point where we're we are asking, you know, you, our community, to to join us in this adventure and and bring this as, as far as it can go. Um, you know, we 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 are starting production. I know tons of people have tons of questions about that, but this is this is one of those things where if you're all as excited about this as we are. We're going to be making a lot of. <laughs> That's true. Um, let's take that over to Dave uh, Thornbreak. Why don't you? Um... Uh, thank you for joining us and running a great quiz today. Yeah, you're very welcome. I'm just thrilled to be here and thrilled to be helping out. And, you know, for everybody out there, I saw all of our my my regular ElfQuest fans. I saw a lot of fans that I don't even know, but rest assured, I know you all have tons of questions. We will be following up in all the Facebook groups and all of the socials and on the ElfQuest website with answers to all of it. So take a deep breath. It's going to be awesome. And I'm going to turn it back to you, Jonathan. Great. I want to say uh, thank you to Abby, who has joined us in her cosplay very kindly. Thank you, Abby. I appreciate your time. Oh, right. You've got your elf ears. You've got elf ears on underneath your headphones. Excellently done. That's brilliant. Thank you, Rob, for joining us. It's so great to have you here in your immaculate background. Love that. I would like to say a very huge thank you to our patron saints, uh, Wendy and Richard. Do you have anything you want to say um, here in the final moments? We, we simply have such full hearts. There, there almost aren't words for how we're feeling right now. We want to thank all of you for your love, your your just sincere excitement and, and energy, 
creative energy for this. And I, we are with you all the way. I, I just want to add, we've been involved in a lot of projects over the years. We've been doing this for over four decades. Fred and Jonathan and everybody connected with this. We have gotten more done in the last four weeks yeah. than some projects in decades. Mm. This is happening at a pace we ourselves are not used to, and mm. we are ecstatic. Mm. It's oh, going to happen. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening, baby. Absolutely. Okay, before we go, I want um, just to bring up the print. If Ben, if you could bring up the, the movie poster that we have. Um, this is some artwork that Wendy has um, updated after 43 years after its first creation. It is a... It is an iconic set of poses with um, all of the favorite characters. And it has been something that we wanted to, you know, highlight for the first five episodes. You know, we're only getting a short way, a tiny way down the entire quest. But we wanted to have something iconic to be there. And I think we've got it. We're going to have a bunch of printings of those, um, an exclusive for the early bird campaign. We also have the hat, the Ayua hat. Uh, coming that's going to splash up on your screen any second and the early bird campaign is here so that we can um, we can move through this and we can just barrel down the road there's casting to happen we're going to be going into studio pretty soon it's going to be a worldwide event because because of a pandemic we're not all in in one studio at the same time anymore as fred will tell you um, we are coming up with very innovative ways with microphone setups such as this so that we can accomplish a lot of remote work and i want to make sure that we all say a really really big thank you to Leal, who has athletically gone through the entire 90 minutes of extravagant um, weird things that I've been saying. And thank you so much, Wendy and Richard. Thank you, Fred. Thank you, David. Thank you, Lael, Ben. Thanks backstage to Rennie. Thank you, K4 Media. We appreciate you all. We look forward to seeing you again. There will be more events. Watch this space. Are you <laughs> That's it. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye all. Uh, Abby, everybody loves you, by the way.
That's it for another episode of the ElfQuest Show podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and leave a review on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen. It really helps get more exposure for ElfQuest. Join the discussion about this episode and all things ElfQuest on Facebook in the ElfQuest fan group. You can also follow ElfQuest the official page there, and on Twitter, follow at ElfQuest, and Instagram, follow at ElfQuestComics. Head to ElfQuest.com for links to all of these social media groups and to read free online comics. Get official ElfQuest merchandise, read hundreds of character bios, make your own cool ElfQuest avatar, and tons of other amazing ElfQuest stuff. ElfQuest is published by Dark Horse Comics in both print and digital editions. Visit your local comic shop or bookstore and ask for ElfQuest. Or head to digital.darkhorse.com or comicsology.com for instant downloads. Until next time, shade and sweet water. <laughs>